when you're too cheap to go to the library. The Look Inside This Book Club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. And we're being fancy people today. We're drinking uh, matcha that was hand whisked by Becky. <laughs> and you know what that means? Hand whisk. Hey, oh, do I ever? <laughs> <laughs> That's my creepy laugh. <laughs> oh, things are about to get a lot creepier. Yeah, so... How are you? I'm, well, you know you don't care. You know you want to get right into your story. Well, as usual, <laughs> it's not much of a story, but it's maybe... Uh, we'll see how it goes. You're just riding my my uh, sexy diva espresso coattails, because I've told this story before. Oh, I know. So tell me, what, did, so, well, what happened? Here's Okay, so here's what happened. Um, yesterday, I... Uh, <laughs> Oh, good. My uh, our guest today is my cat. Uh, yesterday, I went to the uh, the new location of uh, the uh, the in- musical like band instrument store um, where uh, I take oh, uh, the clarinet for clarinet repairs. Um, you know, so you, so I was already kind of like in badass mode, like you know, right? Like <laughs> fucking look at me, clarinet repairs. Um, would you say the clarinet's the sexiest instrument, or just like in the top three? Well, since I played it in junior high school, I'm going to definitely say it's the sexiest instrument, which means it most likely is, was not. And uh, so I drop off the clarinet, and I notice uh, there's one of these bikini espresso stands right next to the music store. Um, this is on Lake City Way. <laughs> For all those creepy dads dropping off their children's clarinets. Exactly. Okay. It's on Lake City Way, which is like... How would you describe Lake City Way? The place most likely to find a bikini espresso place and car dealerships. Yeah, it's it's not quite... I mean, Aurora is like the dirt baggiest street right. in Seattle. It's like number two. Right, it is. Um, yeah, it was right across the street from from a car dealership yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and next to uh, a strip club. Yep. Remember when there used to be like one-hour photo stands? It's like a little tiny building like that yeah. uh, with, a, with a drive up. And I'm like, they still okay. do the one hour photo. You were you were photographed. Did you get your photo? <laughs> right. Uh, you mean like on Splash Mountain? Yeah. Like you know here. This was you, your this your was your face. <laughs> this is when you showed up pretending you didn't know what it was. Okay. So so I'm like, oh, you know, I'm I'm. So at first I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to go to the bikini bikini espresso place. Like uh, you know, I'm not I'm not that uh, douchey. Um, and then and then I'm like, oh wait, but I need a story for the podcast tomorrow, so I should go. So and I'm convenient. like, wait a minute. But then I'm like, wait. Wait a minute. No, Becky, Becky already did that. And and by that point, I'm like, okay, no, I already talked myself into going to the Bikini Espresso <laughs> place. Here's the problem. I couldn't figure out how to get inside. So I mean it's it's a most of the customers are 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 driving up in cars. And so first I, Oh god, did you you didn't walk up to a Well, I tried, but there was a guy in a car behind me who like really wanted some tits and espresso. <laughs> and so I'm like, this guy's gonna run me over. So I'm like, okay, but there seems to be like a sliding door in oh my front. God. I just totally realized you don't have a car. I forgot as you're telling this story. Right. So uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have a car. <laughs> There's a sliding door in front, but I'm like, do I like walk into this tiny booth? No, don't no, think no, no, so. no, no, no. It's just like, driving. Right. So and and then I, go oh around, my God. I walk around the back and like I, I'm wondering like, is this place creep. even open? Is you're there so anyone creepy. in there? And I peek in and there is someone in there uh, wearing almost nothing. And, uh, and yeah, then I realized, like, I am about to be arrested. Like, this is this is absolutely oh, the creepiest. You should have called me. I could have told you. It's you don't walk in these places. Well, I, luckily I didn't. But I was like, is creeping Tom a term? <laughs> um, so did you walk up? No, once I realized that, like, uh, this is not uh, not designed for, for uh, pedestrian mode of transportation, I'm like, I'm getting out of here now. We- 
actually talked about this when I talked about driving up because you we said, did? yeah, because you oh, said, how would I do it? I completely forgot. And the answer is I would not. <laughs> so, so this I'm, is sounding strangely so I was, familiar. Uh, the victim of discrimination. <laughs> you should just get into like a, um, I should give you my, uh, what's that rental car service called? Car to go. Mm-hmm. I should, I, do you have a car to go membership? I don't because I don't have a driver's oh, license. Right, right, right. You can't even do that. Okay, then um, we, but, can, but we can my, go together. My wife, my wife has a car to go. Membership, do you think? And Reach Now, the new car to go competitor. Oh, the do you BMW think? one. Yeah. I mean, I think we would want to choose that because it's classier. Oh, this is all coming back because I think you actually said, I said to you, I'll drive you. And you said, nothing's creepier than me leering from the passenger seat. Yes, this sounds familiar. <laughs> okay, so let's do this. However, I mean, I looked in and like, I don't know if this is a terrible thing to say, but like the, the style of bikini seemed like really unsexy. Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean... Yeah, no, it was... There was nothing about... I wanted to put a coat on her. Yeah, it was like... um, There is like a a point you get to in the like leaves nothing to the imagination spectrum where it's just like... This isn't like sexy because she's wearing almost nothing. This looks like weird and uncomfortable. Yep, I know. I know. Yeah. So that was my story. So I... um, (laughs) Uh, I have to like go back and pick up the clarinet at some point, and like I'm afraid, <laughs> like the the woman at the espresso place, him, that's the guy. Like, <laughs> okay, so you're and I'd and I'd be like fleeing on foot, so I would not get very far. Your splash mountain photo is with a cop running after that's you. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, well, my story this week is something that similarly we might have talked about something similar in the past. I can't believe we would repeat ourselves. We definitely would repeat ourselves. So uh, I had to go to physical therapy because I have a, a, a bum leg right now. Uh-huh. And I uh, had 10 minutes and I was starving. And just like you, I get really kind of hangry, mm-hmm. shaky, low blood pre- pressure. And I didn't want someone to be like manipulating my legs on a table when I was hungry and, and, and angry at yeah, the same time. I, I also I get a special kind of, uh, of, of pang when I haven't like... Uh, almost seen some tits and (laughs) and had a bad espresso (laughs) so i stop in at a bakery uh, and i get a chocolate croissant and a coffee and i'm now sort of almost late for my appointment so i start uh but i can't i can't run so i start like speed gimping across the uh uh what was it east lake which is quite busy in the morning and the the light changes mid crosswalk and there's a bus bearing down on me and i'm walking with quickly with my coffee in my left hand my croissant in the bag in the right hand and i want to make sure i don't get completely nailed by the bus so i throw just partially i just throw exactly just partially i throw my arm up in the air to wave the croissant in front of the the bus driver's face so he doesn't start start up so he'll see like oh croissant croissant save the croissant yeah so he sees me i i'm i'm happy and i wave my hand to say thank you with a croissant and throw the croissant out of my hand. Oh, isn't that the worst feeling? It's the worst. And it flies in front of me in the bag and lands about 10 paces ahead of me in the crosswalk. So then I'm like, God damn it. So I start shuffling quickly because there's a whole busload of people waiting for me yeah. to pass. And I just kick the croissant to the curb with me. Like, sure. Some deflated soccer ball because just, because if the croissant got run over, that would you would well, burst into tears. I, I wanted to save the croissant, right? Oh, oh, you like were, you wanted to? Yes. So I'm kicking the croissant in the bag <laughs> towards the curb, and I get to the, the. Wait, it's in the bag. It's in the bag. Okay. It's in the bag. I'm kicking it. I get to the curb. The bus roars past me, and I'm like, I bend down to get the croissant, but then there's moment of like social 
like awareness and anxiety come, comes sure. over me and I look up and there's a woman at the bus stop staring at me. <laughs> now, so the, the croissant never came out of the bag. It's now half out of the bag. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I think, I think as long as it's in the bag, I think you should earn empathy from everyone. Is it half in the bag or half out of the That's, bag? That is an important question. She looks at me. I look at her. She looks at me. I look at the croissant. You offer her a bite. And I, I get embarrassed and I, I leave the croissant. So then, no. so then I walk to my car and I'm in the car because I have to go to the appointment. I'm now, it's two minutes to the appointment. And I wait in the car and I look in the rearview mirror and I can see the woman. <laughs> you were going to say, I can see the croissant. I can see wait. the woman. And I'm like. If this story ends with the woman picking up the croissant <laughs> and eating it, you win podcasting. <laughs> no. I wait, I wait, I wait. I'm, I'm like, I'm so hungry. I'm shaky. I have no food in the car. I cannot go to this appointment without food. And I don't yeah. have time to actually go get food. And I have perfectly good-ish food by the curb. <laughs> where, where good food is found. The woman leaves. Yeah. She, she walks down the street. I get out of the car. I walk back to the croissant. I pick up the croissant. I brush the croissant off on my leg and I eat the croissant. croissant. I support it. Would you have done that? Okay, I think here's what I think I would have done differently. Okay. I think I would have gone ahead and retrieved the croissant right away in front of the woman, but I would have felt like I had to say something. <laughs> and then whatever I said, I would have regretted it immediately. <laughs> what like, would you say? I would like, have said something, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, or, or, or like, guess my dog will like it. Yeah, exactly. Or like five or, second rule. Or pigeons. And and yeah, and she's going to be like, I, you know, do, do not talk to me. Right. Oh, okay. That's a really good response. I asked uh -huh. a bunch of people this week what they would have done. A bunch of people said, oh, I would have picked it up unapologetically and I would have taken a big bite in front of the woman. And I'm like, I call bullshit. I don't think yeah, you would have really done so. that. A couple but, people said they would have done what I did. Lots of people said they wouldn't have done what I ultimately did, which is not pick it up in front of the woman, go back and get it, and then tell everybody on Facebook. They're like, why were you embarrassed in front of her, but not embarrassed in front of Facebook? Oh, because people on Facebook aren't real. <laughs> Like I have all these so-called friends. I people keep popping up who like I have no idea who this person is. Probably they're some kind of bot. Um, <laughs> so my my brother piped in and said, "Well, I know why you were comfortable telling the internet and not comfortable eating it in front of the woman." And he he referenced Tommy Migliaccio. Hi, Tommy Migliaccio, boy we grew up with. Okay, oh, I, I was afraid I was, this was like a sports person no. I was supposed to know or something. Like, oh yeah, from the Yankees. <laughs> no, uh, Tommy Migliaccio was a tough tough kind of sort of a jerk kid i can tell from the name and he he's had a sledding injury in front of our house and we were all standing <laughs> standing in front of him and this is was, there a plaque there now <laughs> fatal sledding injury tell Wait, me did he die? no he didn't but he got really he got hurt pretty bad any any other kid would have cried right <laughs> any other kid would have died cried died and cried cried and then died he did not cry because he was Tommy Migliaccio and sure. he was like not going to let anyone see him cry this strange woman approached him as we were all standing around watching him waiting for him to not cry and was like oh honey are you okay and she he looked at her and as soon as he saw like the compassion in her face he started fucking bawling oh tommy tommy right and Jesse's theory is that you know the stranger makes you more in some ways in touch with your humanness and embarrassment and vulnerability your friends you're like nah, I'm, I'm gonna i don't care 
I don't care. I I think that's right. I don't have any funny response to that, but it totally seems true. So this is called the Migliaccio, what happened now. Okay. So when you are somewhat embarrassed in front of a stranger and you can't really, you know, you're not, you don't have the the, the bravado you would have in front of your friends. It's the Migliaccio. Right. Well, it's also that like your friends already know that you're a trash heap. Like, I mean... (laughs) Whereas, like, a, a stranger—I I mean, I, was, I meant me, but you—but you also clearly, like, you know, my like a stranger though, like, there is a slight chance that I could prove to a stranger, like, in a, in a brief encounter, that I'm a cool guy. Right. It's you know, in practice, that's very unlikely. But you know, the the hope is buried somewhere down there in the lizard brain. Just like <laughs> if I don't fuck anything up for the next thirty seconds, somebody in Seattle yeah. might think I'm cool. Yeah. Until they listen to my podcast. I like it. <laughs> I like one of some, one of my friends wrote a podcast. Uh, wrote on podcast. Uh, Facebook uh, <laughs> didn't write on a podcast. Said, uh, uh, "Proud of you, skank." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, there's my story for the week. Hey, do you think the um, do you think the uh, bikini espresso barista thinks I'm cool? <laughs> No, there is actually, you know how they put like bad checks up in, yes, in, exactly. in these places? There's a there's that Splash Mountain photo of you creeping you're, around the outside. You're joking, but this is probably real. I mean, people must get all sorts of wrong at... Uh, oh, yeah. At, and way to lead into our book. Yeah, speaking of all sorts of wrong, our book is the sequel to Wrong. <laughs> see see the previous, see a previous episode. It's called Right by Jenna Aston. Yes, and I we loved Right. I mean, we wrong. loved Wrong. Yeah, this this one I don't know if it sure. measured up, but we'll, yeah, we'll see. It, we'll it, see. It, it raises a lot of questions, and we'll tell you. We'll ask those questions when we come back. All right, we're back, and uh, we're talking about Right by Jenna Aston. Um, and uh, I was the picker, so I have to summarize. There was a lot packed into. Well, I mean, depending on how you look at it, there was either a lot or practically nothing. nothing. Will you just real quick say what Wrong was about? Okay, so Wrong was about a college student who was in love, well, in lust with her gynecologist, right? Yes, her much much senior gynecologist. Yeah, so this one... I the, Similar well, idea? Well, I don't think so. A huge age difference. Huge age difference, but, I mean, she, she was in love with her brother's best friend. Right. I mean that there's that's not a like forbidden, gross. No, you're right. You're right. Premise, you're right. Except, right. Yeah. True. True. Okay. So uh, so our Summering. heroine is uh, Everly, who I think was a minor character in Wrong. Uh, was and she? I think so. Oh, that's like cool. The, maybe the roommate or the slutty friend oh. or something. <laughs> um, we'll find out. And uh, yeah. So and uh, she um, is super into Finn Camden. That's <sighs> Finn with a four letter name. Yep. So if I changed I, I was thinking like like we've we've done so many of these i i'm thinking about changing my name to a four-letter name like like you know darg but not matt no not matt because it's too too ordinary like something's like just a little off like dark yeah or, uh, just a little off jang or something <laughs> like if i do this like i will be like suffocated by all the pussy in town in like 10 minutes right oh that's my how it God. works suffocated by all the pussy in town in 10 minutes that's a very I'm not sure exactly what you mean. I'm not, seeing, image. I'm not seeing the picture in my mind. I'm not either, but... but No, I actually really am. But it sounds good. Um, <laughs> Would that be like many pussies or just one really big pussy? Boy, that's a good question. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You go, you go to the, the Bikini Espresso stand, you, you take what you get. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Yes? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I just can't get past that line. 
You really, you threw that, me. You that threw line me. wasn't in the book. I just made it up. You threw me. Uh, okay, so so uh, she's in a car with somebody. Yeah. Probably, probably it's like that time we were in the car and you took me to the bikini espresso <laughs> stand. Um, and okay, so we flash back. Um, six, we keep flashing back to like moments, uh, like uh, of of contact between Everly and Finn Camden. Uh, so first we go back sixteen years to when she's in first grade. Can we talk about this like before I even finish the summary? Well, wait. First of all, I'm gonna keep you more on track. The, the the very beginning is that she's in the car with some stranger. Right. We don't know who. We don't Maybe know who. It's not Finn Camden because the person mentions Finn Camden's name. And he's he's picking up on her. She doesn't know him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and he's taken her either back to college or right. But he's way older than she is. Yes. And is claiming that that her lifelong crush Finn Camden is not the man for her. Right. Okay. So then um, then flashback. So then we flash back 16 years to when she's in first grade and first meets Finn Camden and like immediately like has a smothers him with her little pussy that is the most disgusting (laughs) thing you've ever said but I learned it from you daddy I I'm not saying that this never this this could never happen because like you know you know your your kink is cool (laughs) but like thanks um I you know I remember I remember being in first grade and like I had crushes on girls in first grade like, it seems weird that she would that she would meet like this I don't know fourteen year old guy or whatever and be like yeah he's the one for me. It just seems like 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 not for girls be a different species really not, not for okay. girls. I, I had a, a major crush on my camp counselor when I was a seven, and right. I like I re- I don't know I probably told you this already but I I remember going up to her and and de- kind of declaring my love for her Aww. in a very awkward way. And and asking, can, we, can we role play that? You no, know, and and asking her why she had to spend time with other girls and why she couldn't just focus on me. Aww. And she sat. She she. I remember her kneeling down and putting her face right next to my face. <laughs> she proposed to you, putting her face right in my face and saying, "Oh, sweetie, I think you're amazing, but I have to spend equal amount of time with all the other girls." And I remember thinking, "This is my first lesson of life is unfair." Oh, that's totally unfair. Yeah, but I was like, my heart was hers. Hmm. When did I'm trying to think? Like when? When did I first have a crush like on a adult-ish person? I don't really remember. Maybe like middle school. Mm. You're so maybe it is. Girls different. do mature emotionally yeah. earlier. I so. have not matured emotionally yet, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. Um, um, okay, so uh, uh, she meets. So so like he, uh, her brother. No, her. Yeah, her brother and Finn are like hanging out, and and they meet at the house. Okay, so then. Uh, we keep flashing back to like the present and learning like slightly more about the creepy guy that she's in the car with, who is basically like a like a Christian Gray like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna own you type. Yeah, it's really weird. But we don't know like why is she in the car with him, and is he a teacher at the school, and how does Maybe. he? What? Maybe. Maybe. Like we don't know anything. We just know I... he's much older, and he's he's says he wants to own her. Yes. Um. Yeah. He, oh, he says in, in chapter three, he says, I'm going to enjoy you. Ew. Like he's going to eat her. Ew. It's gross. Um. Okay. Then we, we flash back 10 years and um, uh, Everly's now 12 and she's hanging out with her friend Chloe and uh, she writes things in her dreams and schemes <laughs> notebook about like what she's going to do to Finn Camden when she finally gets him. Mrs. Camden uh-huh. and Mrs. Everly Camden. And-, um, and, they, and she runs into him in the kitchen. 
And uh, then we go back to the car and Creepo um, tries to uh, give her the nickname Command. Oh, we learned that that uh, Finn gave her the nickname Shortcake because he, she had a strawberry shortcake backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, so Creepy Guy wants to try and nickname her Commando um, to get her to talk about her underwear. Um, but ends up nicknaming her Boots because she's wearing boots. Right? Right. Okay. Um, and Question. Yes. Do little feminist girls write their name out about the boys that they love, but with their own last name? Oh, <laughs> just they just write their own name. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Okay. Moving on. Well, I mean, you can like write your own name plus, like in a heart, like yeah. the the boy's yeah. full name. Yeah. Or but, like, girl. is it different? Because right. I remember writing Mrs. Becky, and then the last name of the boy I had a crush on, or yeah. or I didn't write the the, the counselor's last name because <laughs> um, I knew that that was wrong. Mrs. Mrs. Becky Counselor. <laughs> So I just wonder now if it's like, you know, like, you know, Ms. Lori Amster plus math or Ms. Lori well, Burton plus Matthew Amster. Maybe you hyphenate in your in your dreams. In and your schemes. dreams. Notebook. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what it, that's what I would fantasize about is, is having a <laughs> hyphenated name. And your kids with like 18 names, your grandkids with 18. Yes. Names. Oh, it's going to get ugly. It's already ugly. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't want to. I, I wrote a really detailed summary, but but it's it just I'm boring myself. Um, so, you know, we keep flashing back to like she keeps uh, having meet cutes with Finn Camden and then like the creepy guy in the car gets more and more creepy. Like, you know, I'm going to going to fuck you and you're going to know what it means to be a woman. Whoa, that none of that gets said. Listeners. Um, it gets it basically gets said. Um <laughs> It, well, wait, but I mean, he tries to he tries to like get her to like go through her whole sexual history so he can tell her like you know those were boys. You, now you're going to be with a man. Yeah, me. it's really gross. Like yeah, like, like I would get out of I would have gotten out of the car. Why is she in the car, a long time car with ago. this person? She doesn't know this person. Um yeah, and she just met him 20 minutes ago. Okay. Um but but this is like a recurring when we have our special guest on next week we can ask about this too because this is a recurring romance novel theme like you know the alpha male type like. I'm going to own you. Hmm. Um, And, oh, then we, uh, oh, she, she ends up going to Penn university of Pennsylvania. um, And uh, they keep saying that Finn is a teacher there. Mm -hmm. Is that different from a professor? Yeah. Yeah. It must be because he's too young to be a professor. Kind of like when you didn't go, when you went up to the titty bar or titty (laughs) coffee without your car. Uh huh. He, he's not actually accredited with anyone. He just he, walks around saying he's a teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems like. Creeping in on classes. And and she and she makes an appointment with him for a campus tour. Exactly. Uh, and finally, we learn that uh, Creepo's name is Sawyer, and so now I imagine him looking like Sawyer from Lost. Uh-huh. And, I imagine uh, him looking like Sawyer Fredericks from The Voice. Okay, don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, and I mean, I know what that show is, but I don't know who that is. Uh-huh. Uh And uh, that he went to Harvard, and that's the book. There we go. Ugh. It's, I got chronological whiplash. I got, yeah, it was way overstructured, and I I don't care whether she ends up with any, I, I realize I, I sound like now we're doing like serious book analysis, yeah. but, but like in wrong, like I didn't read the rest of the book, but I feel like, okay, this is, this is an interesting slash gross premise, like is she going to end up with this guy or not, and how gross is it going to be? Yeah. I don't care about either of these guys, because one of them is a terrible person, and the other one has no personality. Right. I mean, Finn Camden is just an entry in the Dreams and Schemes book. Right. Uh, remember the the 1986 uh, Olympic uh, Dream Scheme? Never mind. <laughs> I, I was Dreams on to, ice. I was trying to what make a doing? sports joke, but I think I got the year wrong. And the and it, I love how you uh, keep trying. 
Well, eventually, eventually, I'm going to make a sports joke, and you're going to you're going to recognize it for what it is, and you're going to laugh. Can you call a sports joke a, a joke about chess? No. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I I feel like she, this author likes to break literary convention in okay. a lot of ways, and maybe I haven't read enough romance novels to know what's the law and what's not the law, but I feel like. Jumping from, I think the owning people is is against the law. Yeah, but I feel like you can't go from like using the words "sex freak," which she uses to describe the creepy guy, okay. to literally like I think it was a paragraph later talking about her six year old strawberry shortcake persona. Mm-hmm. Too close. Oh yeah, it was really gross. Too close. It 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 really not only gave me whiplash, I felt sick to, sick to my stomach. Um, yeah, I feel like the more romance novels we, we read, the more jaded I get uh-huh. about actual romance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, or, or maybe not. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I read this. And I'm like, um, couldn't you just like meet someone nice on campus mm-hmm. and be normal? <laughs> but that would be a really boring book. <laughs> I know. It would also be your life story. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's exactly it. I want everyone to be like me and then, and then the world would be a better place. Okay, so let's let's get back to the first thing where she's she's in this low slung car. Did what? you like that adjective? Oh, I, I wrote this down because that whole first sentence didn't make any sense. She said she's in a low slung um, car, which is, by the way, like a blouse. I slide into the passenger seat of the low-slung car car. as the door thuds shut behind me and busy myself with the seatbelt, using the opportunity to watch him as he crosses the front of the car. That's a pretty clunky opening sentence for a book, isn't it? (laughs) Although I did like the next sentence where he he lightly drags his fingers over the hood of the car. Pretty good. I like that. It was a really good image and and set up kind of his like power. He's going to treat her the way he treats Treats his his car. car. Yeah. Yeah. I think the low slung. He's gonna he's gonna like keep keep driving her till till they're out of gas. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> the low slung was to get you to obviously get right into the the, the mood of this oh, book yeah, yeah. and the too tight car, the feeling of discomfort, which must be some secret woman's fantasy to be slightly uncomfortable around men, which makes me deeply uncomfortable. Oh, this yes. is a fantasy for women. It it's like creepy to me it was do you think they were trying that she was trying to imply that uh that uh creepy guy's dick was too big to fit in the car <laughs> like very possibly you need yeah you need to like push the seat all the way back did you notice how quickly they got to the the trope of tall dark and handsome four paragraphs i did not i counted four paragraphs until she mentions his his searing brown eyes something like that uh Checking off one box of the tall, dark, and handsome. Um, is there a genre of where the uh, the guys are a genre, a subgenre of romance where the guys are like uh, average height, bald, and I, I want dark? to know. I want to. We should write that book. Yes. Yes. Um, it would be who would be the target audience? Like guys like me, <laughs> they possibly uh-huh. um, women like me who just want to like see it flipped. Yeah, I bet this is. I don't know. Though. It exists. It's a thing. Okay, it's is definitely it? a thing. But like, what's then? What's the fantasy element? Because guys like me are available. <laughs> <laughs> you actually, no, you're not. Well, I mean, not not me specifically, <laughs> but like equivalent guys. You think? Because you're not available, so I well, think guys like you I mean, find people. 
Yes, but I mean, I, I don't mean all of them are available, but, but like, you know, I'm uh, I'm not especially handsome and I don't really have a job um, and I bald um, and so, somehow I'm, I'm like married to, to a beautiful woman with a real job um, and I'm not, try not to ask too many questions about that. Um, therefore, therefore, highly desirable. Who, me or yes, her? Not- you. Why would a good-looking woman like Lori settle with a man like you unless will, you're a I highly can, desirable? I can answer that question because I used to have Big hair. Big dick. <laughs> I, can, I don't know that. <laughs> what, you want to settle it right now? I want to get... Okay, get in get in my car to go. I can't even fit in a car to go. Like, I need an extra car to go for my dick. I need a, a dick side car to go. <laughs> it's very expensive and totally worth it. <laughs> My dick is like flopping at the edge at the side of the car and into the other car. Are you getting the image yet? Trust me, everyone wants to ride in that sidecar. Uh, dick side dick sidecar to go. Uh, I think we should take it to a break. We'll be back. We're back. And yeah, Becky was just noting, noticing that it is uncomfortably hot in my apartment again. We'll be we'll be mentioning that on every episode all summer because it's only going to get worse. I know. I'm like um, downing water here. You mentioned being uneasy, and I know there was a line in the book, I suddenly feel uneasy, and I never feel uneasy. Oh, really? Never? Really? Never? never? Come on. Come on. Um, Here's the thing. Okay. She mentions the creepy guy's brown eyes light up. Is that possible? Well, you can- Sort of, I, I guess. guess. I guess. Well, I mean, but do do any eyes light up? I'm looking at your eyes right now, because we both have hazel brown eyes. Um, I mean, they can like catch a reflection. Do we have the same color eyes? Uh, I think yours are a little darker. darker. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This like... is a. This is a really good, important discussion for a podcast. Right. But wait, wait, wait. Say something complimentary, and I'm gonna. You're gonna tell the listeners if my eyes lit up at okay. the compliment. Um. You. Um. Uh. Something complimentary. Make, make it Boy, up. This is hard. Oh, um, <laughs> you're an asshole. Um. Just say you're. It. You're very tall. <laughs> my eyes just darkened. <laughs> okay. What? That's. Uh, no, it's, I'm it's hard we're to be moving put on. on. Okay. We're moving on. Okay, uh, I can't believe you haven't mentioned yet that. Did you catch which what road they're driving on? Titkus, Titkus Road. Yeah, did you, you already mentioned that. No. Okay, good. I knew you would. All right, I have it here written down <clears throat> with a thing that yeah. says Matthew because I know you'll say it. Great, Titkus, Titkus Road, Titkus, Titkus, Kiss. I think Titkus, Titkus. Yeah, yeah. Not so subtle way to get us to think about her tits. Um, which were not adequately described in the book, I don't think. But I'm they sure we're getting there. They didn't describe it in a half fruit, which is now my new bar That's for how exactly boobs right. should be described. Right. Per I mean, the last episode, she, half she, oranges. Yeah, she more a half strawberry or a half watermelon. Half rambutan. Okay, for any uh, <laughs> with, with all like the spiky <laughs> yeah, bits. With, that's hair. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, she's a she's a wolf. Uh, where? What do you call a wear thing? That's a wolf. Oh yeah. A werewolf. Hey, uh, did you notice that? She's she looks on her phone with the creepy guy in the first chapter, and he is annoyed that she's being a rude millennial. Yeah, and he taps his you know phone car phone thingy, mm-hmm. whatever that's called. Yeah, he's so rich his car has a car phone. <laughs> yeah, right. And someone's like, "Yes, sir." Some woman's voice says, "Yes, sir," and that's all he she hears, and she immediately jumps to that that this couldn't be her his assistant or or formerly known as secretary, or. It has to be his girlfriend. It has, no, it has to be his sex slave. Oh. She jumps to, it's his submissive. And, and oh. he's going to ask her to strip while she's in the car with him. Like, what? So that's wanna, pretty hot, right? Do you want to live in the world 
that this woman. I don't even know if I want to live in this world. Right. <laughs> but like, do you want to live in the world that this woman inhabits? That that's where someone says, no. yes, sir. And you immediately. Maybe she that? saw the Fifty Shades of Grey movie that morning. Like a, she went solo to a to a morning showing, um, <laughs> and now maybe maybe this is all a hallucination, mm. or a or a sex dream. Well, isn't that what romance novels are? Just yes, a, a, a hallucination it, in print form. It really, they really yeah. are. Um, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. Next week we're going to have on. Oh, you want to you want to uh, reveal it right uh-huh. now? Okay. I think we should go ahead. Uh, well, she's your friend. I, I don't mean that like she's not my friend. She's she's not my friend. I just met her. Um, oh, okay. I don't know her at all. Her name's Libby Grant, but she goes under a couple different... Um, Including Libby Hawker. Libby Hawker. Author of many books. Many books. Um, romance novels? Or oh, more, for sure. For sure, romance novels. Historical fiction, romance, paranormal romance. Uh, she's going to answer... Shapeshifter... Yeah, and you know what? If you have questions for an actual author, uh, we're not going to rip apart one of her books, obviously. Uh, we're here to learn. We may. Um, well, okay. <laughs> we may. But if you if you have questions that, that we have so many questions about how this all works, uh, if you have questions about, uh, about romance novels or about uh, uh, the actual process of writing uh, and oh, marketing. I thought you were, were going to say the actual process of shape-shifting. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. If you have questions <laughs> about, like, how do cougars actually fuck? <laughs> Libby can answer this question. So leave them on our Facebook page. Which is facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc. She's going to be on our next episode, and we're going to be, you know, not, not tearing apart her books, but, but asking her, interviewing her, and getting to the bottom of these questions um, and about bottoms. And I'm so excited cougars about Cougars and yes. a bunch of other things. So um, I can't believe she wants to be on our show, knowing the premise of our show. Well, she's obviously a much more. Uh, she's confident. She's got more confidence than both of us than put both together. Of us. <laughs> um, and uh, okay, so one, uh, I got one game, which is the uh, quotes from Amazon reviews. I made some up. I gathered some real ones. Oh, you mean the game Five Star? The game, uh, yes, Five Star. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, the, no, it's called Quotes from Amazon <laughs> Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, have you seen have you seen that mo- new movie um, Batman is fighting with Superman? <laughs> or that other one um uh what's another movie um uh, Captain America and Iron Man haven't been getting along lately? Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um does it does it get real? Uh-huh. Lois Lane falls in love with Clark Kent who changes in a Phone booth? Phone booth? Yeah. That one, yeah, I saw that one, too. I can't even fit in a phone booth. Oh, God, stop it. <laughs> um, okay. What a sweet little love story. <clears throat> That's it? That's it. I, I just chose, like, very brief quotes. That's real. Yes. Love the characters shows that you might think you want something when, in fact, what you need is right in front of you. You made that up. Real. Ah, Recommended for fans of Fifty Shades of Grey, American Psycho, and Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> you made that <laughs> up. <laughs> okay. Um, this one I'm not going to be able to get through without laughing, so uh, I'll just stipulate that it's real. Incredible story of <laughs> incredible story of love and the mess that comes with it. Oh, <laughs> incredible. Um, that's, yeah, okay. Everly was hilarious with her positive attitudes and shenanigans. Real. Yep. Shenanigans. How old is the person that wrote shenanigans? 78. At least. My panties are still stuck to the ceiling after Finn made them fly off. 
<laughs> I really want that to be real, but it's I not. think it's fake. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, your pant, and you said panties again, Matthew. Stop <laughs> after, it! After you told me not to. Stop it! it I didn't say it. An, an anonymous L- reviewer did. Listeners that I made up. With female listeners or yes. male to female listeners. What word do you prefer? That's female. For yeah, it's true. I just want to make sure to to be completely inclusive in the times that we're living in right now. Uh, what what word do you prefer to describe your under things? And it could be under things. It could be underwear. Sure. It could be panties. It could be skivvies. Whatever. What do you mm-hmm. call? What do you call them? What do you like to call them? I want to know. Draws. D- draws. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't ever refer to them as panties. It's underwear, which I know is not very sexy, but panties makes me sick. I. I'm fine. I with imagine that. a man panting over them. What's wrong with that? <laughs> uh, what do you call yours? Man, mantis? Underpants. You don't call them underpants. Oh, they're 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 your boxers guy then. Yeah. Huh. And I realize I, I, I we like should mantis. get into this at some point because like why not? Uh, boxers have become completely uncool, but I I don't want to change underwear styles and like. Don't they get all bunchy though? Well, That's you, what, that, especially you, in your little hipster skitty pants. You unbunch them as you put them on, and then they stay unbunched. But can I see your boxer line in your skinny pants? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to? Can you bend over right now? No. Okay. I'm no feminist, but this girl has got to get a life and have some goals other than what, what guy she's going to land. Gosh. I, I, want, I want to believe you made that up, but there's women out there who would say I'm no feminist. So, yes, it's real. It's real. I'm no feminist, but I think mm. women should be free to control their own lives and should be paid as much as men for the same work. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> that's that's an hilarious. Old, that's an old joke, but I love it. I, it's funny. Um, all right. I think, uh, I oh, think that's good. all I got. Okay. Oh, um, that's all I got. I, I, I really didn't have a, a, ton, a ton on this one. Not very much happened, despite it being an epic that swept across 16 years of history. <laughs> Um, so you can find us online at lookinsidethisbookclub.com. What? Oh, oh no, good. No, no, you don't have to pick a book. It's okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc, which of course stands for look inside this big car. Or look inside this bikini cabana. Oh. I like both of those. This bikini cabana. And what was the other one? This This big car. This big car or... Hmm... You think we need a third one after mm. I nailed it twice? Oh, you're I right. I don't think so. Well done, Matthew. Um, and, I was trying to get Titkus in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Leave us a review. Please leave us a review on iTunes. What are we up to? Are we, We're uh, still at 14. We're stuck at 14. Um, okay. Oh, also, the person, uh, the person who uh, li- who lives, <laughs> the person who leaves us the 15th review gets to ride in my sidecar. <laughs> Uh, and so next week uh, we will have uh, it's not a book it's a person <laughs> we're reviewing a person <laughs> it's our person last author that will ever agree to be on our show yes exactly Libby Hawker uh, will be here next uh, next in two weeks and we will ask her literally everything oh and also check out our new book uh, just published Not One Shrine Two Food Writers Devour Tokyo Matthew and I just released it I think two weeks ago and it is for sale on Amazon.com and if you're in Seattle Today, if if you're in Seattle today, no, if you're in Seattle, when you hear this, you can go to Elliott Bay Bookstore, Book Larder, or Kinokuniya mm-hmm. and buy it. Please do that. Please do that. And we'll see you in the future. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the, ro- the robot future. <laughs> we won't see you. We will. We, if you're standing, you'll in, hear us in the future. If you're standing inside a <clears throat> bikini espresso box, I will see you. Uh huh. You got that weird thing that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a name for that. What is it? It's when a frog in your throat. Oh. Uh, you know, I realized fairly quickly. Did you put your hand on the door? No. Good. Because then they had fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. I, I think there's probably enough forensics to track me down. How close did I you mean, get to the door? Well, I, I, I like put my face up to the window. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs>